0: What's going on, world? Welcome to another edition of the Secret to Success podcast. I'm your host, CJ, joined by the lovely co-host,
1: Mr. Ete. E. What's going on, man? You all right? Oh, man, a little hurt, feeling a little, you know, a little deja vu with Barry okay, Sanders. Yeah.
0: <laughs> we'll, we'll get into it. But first, man, we got an exciting announcement. We have another sponsor for the podcast, man. So shout out to everybody who's emailing us and, um, you know, looking to sponsor the podcast. Today's podcast is actually sponsored by a great company called Grip Work Gear. Grip Work Gear is changing the way you work out. No longer do you have to sacrifice style for comfort while hitting the gym. Grip Work Gear accomplishes both with amazing styles that grip you tight for warmth and inspire you to achieve your fitness goals. Also, check out their brand-new blog for fitness and nutrition tips. Visit them at GripWorkGear.com. That's GripWorkGear.com. And remember... Don't just grind for a day, grip for life. Mm. So that's exciting, man. Shout mm. out to Grip Work Gear for for showing the love. Now let's get into real quick. You know, can we have a moment of silence for yeah, a moment? I just want of to silence. observe this moment. Let's just give, give me three seconds to pause for a moment of silence. Okay, now he tell him why you why you upset, why you hurt. Oh, and I tell him why I'm hurt.
1: First hit was Barry Sanders. Now it's Megatron. Mm. Megatron ain't been playing nine years. Megatron mm. probably got another nine years left in them. And uh the franchise, man, is so garbage that they couldn't even talk my man into stand in for one more year, bro. So I'm hurt. But the good thing is, I, you know, I'm a Lion fan for life. But I see the Lions watching the Lions as a hobby. You know, I don't take it serious. And one of my homies said, it seemed like the Lions organization is taking it like a hobby too. (laughs) Right, exactly. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not taking
0: it like a hobby. I'm hurt with every loss. And so me me and your son Jalen, about the only one still left in the fight, man. But it is sad to see him go. I mean, what are the chances that in one lifetime you would see not one, but two Hall of Fame, legendary, one of the best to ever do it, walk away in the dead of day prime, man. It is unbelievable, man. And I know Megatron, bro. you know, is getting up there. He's only 30. Goodness gracious, I'm 33. But I think, man, he just couldn't take it anymore. I mean, you, you know, what do you have to look forward right. to? You know I mean? Right. No playoff wins the entire time. Now. Yeah. Only a couple of playoff appearances. And again, you know, it's the losing culture we talked about. Matter of fact, Carl, just play the clip real quick. We We, we actually visited this in one of the first podcasts, but let's, let's take a listen to what he said. And I'm prophetic. Before, see? <laughs> yeah. Before the season. The, the, hang on. Just give me one second. This was before the season. Y'all this was in the summertime while we were in New Zealand. Go ahead and play it, Carl.
1: And I can't explain it, but you better feel me. Winners win and losers lose. I can't explain it any better than that. I don't know how it happens, but I'm from Detroit, and my team, the Detroit Lions, F, they've lost their entire existence, and every year they find a way to lose. We can be up by 10 points. My man just throws a, uh, throw the ball to the other team. They get it and score. I don't know how it happens, but losers lose. And I don't know how it happens, but winners win. And if you create a culture of losing, if you keep being a victim, if you keep letting losing happen to you, if you keep letting people do you and treat you any kind of way, it's going to become a poor culture.
0: So winners win and losers yeah. lose, man. We talked about this. E, man, it's so critical. People do not understand yeah. that. Yo, there is a culture of winning but there's also a culture of losing. You're talking about different coaching staffs, different players, different quarterbacks. Uh, I've been around for all of them. General see? managers, yes. different
1: scouting directors, recruitment, uh, uh marketing, flyers. I mean, you right. name it, players, offense, defensive coordinators, special teams, you know, you name it, man. But losers lose, man. And, you know, one of the things that people don't want to acknowledge is I don't care how many seasons, you know, how many new seasons, how many changing of logos, changing of uh, uniforms and jerseys and f- uh, first round draft pick. And, you know, we, I mean, how many years did we get the first round draft pick, you know, and Hall of Famers? You know, but the reality is, bro, if you don't change, you know, nothing changes. And so you could do all of that. But internally, if their paradigm doesn't shift, you know, if they don't get a new reality, then we're going to continue to see the same things we're seeing with the Lions. And it's just, it's sad, man. I mean, you know, I got the jackets. I got the hats. I got the, I mean, I go to the, ga- oh, you know, everything. gang. I, it's, it's sad, man. It's sad. I mean, it's
0: its bad, man, especially, you know, when I'm out and about, man, and got my Lions stuff on and people just like, oh, you a Lions fan, huh? Yeah, you must be oh, from I, Detroit. Oh, I feel sorry for you. Yeah, you must be from Detroit because don't nobody else right. rep that foolishness. Right, exactly. Nah, man, so it, it's sad, but, man, I do want to pay homage to Megatron, Calvin oh, Johnson, no man, just on a phenomenal Much career. Love. And here's a guy who did it right. You know, you never saw him being a diva and going off on his teammates and getting in trouble outside the game. You know, just a consummate professional, man, showed up, did his job every single day, had a good attitude. Sometimes I wished he would get after, you know, a couple of the other guys a little bit more and be a little bit more aggressive, man, but he stayed true to his style and um you know just a great guy a great ambassador of the game and i definitely wish him well and you know whatever his next endeavor is man i keep thinking like man my man is only 30 years old Unbelievable. you know what i mean imagine retiring Unbelievable. at 30 like i'm 33 and i feel like we just getting started and so to be retiring at 30 um of course like i said he's a smart guy so i'm sure he's going to have a great life outside of football and so we wish him well on that on a positive note can we talk about something positive for a minute? Oh, let's please uh, talk the, about my, the dubs. My Spartans, let's talk my Spartans, about the dubs. Yeah, Jay Dubs. My Spartans, man, are are balling. We're heading into March Madness, and it's, it's game time, for real. It's time to, you know, really show up. And, um, so far, Denzel Valentine, who went to my high school, Lanson Sexton, shout out to him. Uh, he actually won the USA Today Player of the Year the other day. And, you know, of course, you guys know he works closely with the team and the guys and the fellas. And, you know, really mentors them and pours it into them from a character standpoint level. So I know you were
1: excited, as, as no excited as I was no to see doubt. Denzel win the award. Yeah, and you know, for me, it, it, Brand, Forbes, and Zell, you know, have really, man, stepped up, you know, as seniors this year, man, and put in work. And I'm just proud, man, that they're from Lansing. I was just talking to a group of middle school kids, specifically sixth graders, you know, and I told them that they're living at a phenomenal time you know, not just in Earth's history with the social media technology, you know, but also, you know, having two guys who are local, you know, who are putting in work and um, are going to probably get an opportunity to play in the NBA. And they'll be able to say that these are guys that went to the same schools, you know, visited the same malls, went to the same restaurants, drove up and down the same streets that they drove up. And, And for me, it's just, you know, an opportunity for them to be able to say somebody from our own backyard did it. And so it rids the excuses and gives them a model that if somebody from my own neighborhood could, you know, make it to the NBA, you know, I can make it as well. So, you know, I'm excited yeah, no about doubt. that. It man. hasn't
0: been done since Magic, yeah. you know, and yeah. obviously Magic being from my hometown, Lansing, and playing at Michigan State and winning the national title. We hoping those boys can do the same thing. And you Absolutely. talked about Brim, which is also You know, definitely want to shout out Bryn, who also went to Sexton. But, you know, you talk about a kid who, another one, lightly recruited out of, you know, high school, ended up going to Cleveland State. His dream was to play at Michigan State. Imagine, you know, living, growing up 10 minutes from the Breslin Center at Michigan State and not being recruited. And your dream your whole life was to go to Michigan State. And Bryn actually didn't get that opportunity coming straight out of high school. But, um, you know, through a twist of fate, you know some things happening it allowed him to transfer back to Michigan State and play with his best friend Denzel. And these guys, man, just been tearing it up ever since. And now Bryn went from you know being a great player at Cleveland State and people doubting that he ever had the size or ability to play in the Big Ten. Absolutely. Now being one of the most prolific shooters the Big Ten yeah. has ever seen, I think. Yeah. Uh, I can't think of about a week ago against Rutgers, he actually broke the record for most three pointers in the game. Um, in the Big Ten, in Big Ten history. Yeah. So this is just a tribute to, you know, the effort and hard work that if you have a dream, man, never give up on it. You know, keep chasing it down. Wake up every day and prepare as if that moment is coming and, you know, definitely a
1: special shout out to him as well. Yeah, yeah, and we can't forget you know, in the grand scheme of things you know, you always want to show the um, you know, players love but you know, see, both of them uh, actually uh, played for and were coached by Carlton Valentine, which is the father of you know, Denzel. So shout out also to Coach, you know, for coaching yeah, those no boys doubt. up, Absolutely.
0: man. And shout out to my boy, Jay bug Jalen, the manager of the team. You know what I'm saying? I can't go, you know, be thanking all these Spartans without, you know, showing love to Jalen, who is the general manager on the team. But, you know, he's formed a really tight bond with these guys. And, man, I've just watched the hard work that he put in you know, paying off for him and also the guys. I mean, he's up at 5, 6 in the morning, and these guys are in there shooting, and Jay's in there, you know, rebounding for him, making sure they're mentally and physically prepared for the game. And so shout-out to Jalen for all he's doing as well. And, um man, it's March, man, so he and I will have the uh, the uh best play-by-play we can give oh, you as we no go on doubt. through the tourney. We expect to see our, our Spartans win it all this year. We feel like we got a really good chance of that. And um, yeah, we'll have front row seats to check that out. So good luck, guys. Let's get into it, man. I don't want to keep the people waiting too long. Uh, I, I was thinking about what I wanted to talk about, you know, on the podcast today. And, you know, one of the things that we talked about on the BU call, for those of you who, you know, are BU students out there, Breathe University, shout out to you guys for being on the line the other day. But what we talked about, and then we also talked about in Houston was, you know, this this concept of credit score. And this is something that you've been on heavy. Yeah. And anybody who knows knows that, you know, you are the character guy. And so, Eve, you can kind of, you know, just go into what you talked about at the conference and what you talked about on the Breathe You call in terms of building up that credit score and figuring out what your credit score is first and then going to the next level. Um, yeah, we'll get into
1: it. Yeah, well, you know, a lot of people see, they always ask us how we crack the code. You know, mm-hmm. people are always asking, like, how did you get in the NFL? You know, how'd you get in the NBA? You know, how did you crack the code Major League Baseball? You know, how did you get into corporate America? You know, because there are people looking at me, see, like the baseball cap, you know, the jeans, the gym shoes. And they're like, yo, you don't fit that bill. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't you don't have that traditional look. e. And then we know your background and a lot of people who may be considered, you know, skilled, see, and probably way more skilled than me. Don't get some of these opportunities, you know. And so what I try to explain to people is that beyond just the speaking, there's some other things that we have done to build our credit score. You know, um, you know, for instance, see, you know, um, you have not really on a negative note, like you haven't really heard about, you know, us you know, doing certain things that, you know, perhaps others might be accused of. But you haven't really read about, you know, it, you know, ETA doing this or ETA doing that. And a lot of times people don't understand that, you know, a part of building up your brand is also not tearing your brand down. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, we could talk about, you know, sports unforced teams. Ayers. Say it again, see? Uh, I said, you I'm know, unforced yep I mean, we could talk about, you know, different athletes who have gotten – million, million dollar deals, you know, who have gotten drafted pretty high C who made some off the field choices that have hindered their ability to play the game or they, they've been totally removed for the game. It had nothing to do with their athletic abilities. It's just some decisions that they've made, you know, a way we can look at certain corporations, certain franchises. And, you know, I tease a lot, see and say that, you know, when you look at Geico and you look at the general, when you look at some of these commercials, man, they actually add mascots, you know, and a lot of that has to do with not wanting to use a human who could possibly say something that could destroy right. their brand you know, and they have to fire that person or strip the endorsement from that person. Right, but it still has a negative, way. you know what I'm saying? It still has a negative impact, though, on their brand. You know, so, I, you know, a, a lot of times. The Geico the, lizard ain't never going uh, to mess I promise up, you. get drunk, yeah. DUI, smash I, I promise you somebody. he won't. I promise you the general, you know, won't. Um, uh, be, you know, be, it won't be said that he made a statement, a racial statement or a sexist statement, you know what I'm saying? Uh, a a political statement, whatever that was, you know, out of control, It, it won't happen. And so we find that a lot of companies are deciding not to use human beings that can build up, but then see on the back end, literally destroy, you know, um, the company's reputation. So I know we've talked a lot about building a brand. But one of the things that we've not talked about is you can't build with one hand seat and tear it on with the other. And right, so right. and so it is important. You know, it is important what you do in your private life. You know, it is important what you do when you're not on stage. You know, it's important if you have a family, of course, you're not going to be perfect. You no, nobody's perfect, see, but there's a certain, you know, way that it ought to be said that you treat your wife, that you treat your children. Right. You know what I'm saying? And you know
0: what? Yeah, I, I think it's funny because and I tell this story, you know, at the conference a lot of times. But, you know, I, I always remember, you know, how I do the trivia and I say, what do you guys think? The very first thing he asked me to do when, you know, I became his right hand man. And so everybody guessed and they were like, you know, work hard or get up early or all of these things. And I tell him the very first thing that E.T. ever asked me to do as his right hand man was to stop having sex. And I was like, I probably you, you see how that pause right there. Yeah, That's yeah, yeah. The yeah. listeners right now, they yeah. going, wait, yeah. What? Yeah. Why my man? What? Stop having sex. And I was in college, you know, and I was just living a regular life. I wasn't just crazy with it, but I think he knew that. You know, I had some, you know, maybe young ladies I was dating and, you know, I wasn't practicing abstinence. And I don't know how he knew that, but he knew it, Um, you know. So one of the first things he asked me to to do as his right hand man was to stop having sex. And I was confused, like, man, what are you talking about? And what he explained to me, what, what he explained to me, guys, was that. There's going to, now this is forward thinking, right? We're talking about building a company, building a brand, going to the next level, having major visibility. He told me, where we are going, you are going to need to have supreme discipline in every area of your life. And that's one area that takes 99% of men down down. is that sexual appetite. And so if you can get control over that right now, you can get control over everything else in the world. So long before... We were taking, you know, weeks out of town, you know, going on the road. Obviously, you know, there's, there's attractive young ladies everywhere. We're not with our wives He was letting me know long before that we will be there one day and I need your character and I need you to be on a whole nother level so nobody can come tear this company down talking about, oh, they giving all these positive speeches and teaching people entrepreneurship and all that. And then they sleeping with the women afterwards. And you taught me that a long time ago. And what I didn't even know at that time was you were saying, we have to build a credit report with the people Absolutely. so that they know we are who we say we are and you need to get that out of your system now
1: yeah and i'm just going to be real see you know where i'm from where you're from where probably most of the listeners that you know are tuning in right now are from see they automatically think you fake you know what I'm saying? Let's mm-hmm. just be real. Most of the people that deal with us, you know, they deal with us like, ah, you can't be who you say you are. Like, how many people in BU have said, well, you know, we tested you to see who you are. How many companies have said, and you know, see, I've been with companies who said, we've run your credit report. We, mm-hmm. we have, we have not only run your credit report, we have looked at your credit history and we've looked at your criminal history and we've looked at your.
0: Yeah. Somebody said they, they went by some of the houses that you said you used to live in. To check to see if that was really a real address, and if you were really like this thing is serious. We it's just serious. met with a network the other week, and I was on the phone, and he and I were on three way with the guy, and he said, "Look, we're gonna check it out anyway. We're gonna we're gonna dig anyway. But before we even get started down this road, is there anything that's gonna pop up and, and bite us before we even get to it? I, I'm gonna look anyway, whether you say yes or no." But do you, do you want to give me heads up about anything that may come up? And I'm assuming he was speaking of, you know, a domestic abuse or anything. But you're absolutely right. People are
1: checking your credit to see if you are who you say Absolutely. You are. And I think, see, that is the problem. Like I said, people are already and by right, people have the right to be leery these days. People have the right with social media and people are, you know, for real, people portraying one thing on social media. Man, I, I've seen it and I know you've seen this as well. See, in our audience, you know, has been privileged to this band. But we've seen people who've said they've had degrees that they didn't have. They falsified yeah. degrees. Man, I, I got this degree from Harvard. I got this degree from Yale. And when people did their homework, my man ain't even been nowhere near Harvard, nowhere near Yale. So so we understand why people believe that so many people are fake and so many people are phony and listen to me. I'm putting this out there. I'm not for one minute saying we perfect. I'm not saying oh, that at, no, all. Not at all. But what I am saying is that we do strive for perfection. Like we, we, we're we not out here, you know, saying one thing and living something else. We, we are literally trying to be the brand. And so the, again, I have to say this, that some of you are so bent on building your brand that nobody has told you that what happens after it is the sustainment of that brand. You got to sustain that brand. It's, you, you, you just don't build a brand and this is going to stay the brand forever. There are things that you have to do to make sure you protect it. So when a kid comes to me and say, E.T., I'm ready. You ready to do what? I'm ready to get on the mic with you, E. E., I'm ready to travel. With, I'm like, bro, you still don't have appetite. You still don't have control over your sexual appetite. You ain't ready to roll with me. You ain't ready to get on the road and stand before 7000 people. And then you have individuals who are trying to flirt with you or individuals, you know, who are, you, you know, how, you know, my rules. See, when we go on the road, no partying for us. We don't go to the after parties. We don't do the happy hour. We don't do the socials. We, I'm not I'm there to work. I'm there to work I, I do socials at home i do i I do partying with my wife and my kids you know I'm not that's not why we're there, and so for everybody that's like, yo e, I'm ready to be with you. Are you talking from a talent level of a character level? Are you ready to walk away from a from millions of dollars because it does not it won't necessarily put us in the best role? Are you ready to say no to power and, and influence? are you ready to be humble? Are you, are you ready to put the people first and put yourself second? Are you ready to make sacrifices? So, so, I mean, this thing is real, see? And so I just wanted to make sure that, you know, uh, people understood that, you know, you, you can't, what I, you know, build something off of sand, off of a fairy tale, like you think you were at a certain place. No, no, no. Your, your credit is going to be, they gonna check your credit. They're, they're going to, Uh, try you. People are going to test you to see if you're real. People are going to say things to see how you're going to respond on social media. People are going to say stuff to your face. People are going to try to disrespect you. You know, people are going to do things to see, and the only way you're going to be able to be strong is if that's really who you are as a person. So for all y'all out there, E, I'm ready. I'm ready to set a stage. Are you ready to be a shepherd of the people? Are you ready not to manipulate and hurt the people, but build the people up? And we're not looking for people who are going to build our brand. But on the other end, they're going to tear our brand down. No, you build with one hand, you don't tear down with the other one. You build with one hand and you build stronger with the other hand. So this credit thing, see, is so, so serious. And I'm not trying to discourage nobody. I'm just saying know what your credit score is. And then after you know your credit score, you can begin to build it. If you had a two, it's okay. As soon as you recognize I'm at a two, you automatically at a 10. See? As soon as you can say, I'm at a two, then, then you realize you're at a two, then you're that much closer to the ten. Because now you know you got three, four, five, six. You know what plans to put together. You know how much time it's gonna take. You know what kind of sacrifice you need to make. You need to know who you need to connect with. So if you're at a three, it's okay. You're gonna get to the ten. But don't lie to yourself and say you're a ten when you are three because what you're doing is you're building upon the sand and let me say it again so you hear me the storm is going to come there will be a storm people people will try you there will be uh trials and tribulations and i'm telling you if you if you put a 10 up on your doorpost but you are three that tornado was going to come that hurricane is going to come and it's going to wipe your company down so how many nfl NBA, you know, athletes, uh, 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 corporations, how many people have had, I mean, talent, unbelievable talent, but had some character issues that they didn't deal with. And those cracks, listen to me, those cracks were exposed and it tore that individual down.
0: Oh, tons, man. And even when you're thinking about it from a business perspective to all my entrepreneurs, you know, I work with my clients. I let them know all the time. You have to start building a credit score for your supporters and for your people to follow. E, a lot of people probably don't know the very foundation of this company was built off our credit score. Yeah. Right. Y'all, th- This is something y'all need to know. Like when we got ready to do the first draft of the book, we did not have the $10,000, $12,000 that it took to go buy that many copies of the book. We did not have it. How did we do it? We came out and said, look, we're putting the book on pre-order, hoping that people, hoping that our credit score was good enough that people would say, you know what? I'm going to pre-order the book because I want to be one of the first ones to have it. We did the pre-order for how long? A
1: couple months? Yeah, we did it. I'm talking to Carl here now. I was trying to get Carl. You remember us talking to Carl and seeing if we could get how long do we
0: maybe let's just say three months that yeah. we put the book on pre-order and we actually had the book on pre-order and we used the money that people were uh, buying from the pre-orders to go purchase the books and then we purchased it and we fulfilled all the orders but how did we build our credit score i don't know how many a uh, Oh, tgi uh, episodes of TGIM. Yeah,
1: schools you know prisons schools. You know, just everything w- yeah. we
0: had ever done to that point had built our credit score to the point where you guys our supporters out there listening. were like, yo, even though I'm not into pre-ordering, usually I just wait for it to come out and then I'll get it. I'm going to pre-order because of what they've done with their credit score. We did TGIM every single Monday and gave it out for free and gave it out at a high level. We didn't say, oh, OK, because it's free. We're going to do it once every fourth uh, week. If we would have done it once every fourth week. We probably wouldn't have had the money we needed to go pay for the books. But because we were consistent with it and we built our credit so high, you guys were willing to invest in us and give us that seed money that we needed to go out and do what we had to do. Notice we didn't have to beg for it. Notice we didn't have to run all kind of campaigns. Please give us money. You don't know who we are. But we actually went out and intentionally built our credit score so that our supporters would be yeah, there. Yeah, no, I, us I
1: want to be specific, too, because I'm sitting here with Carl and I just asked for the numbers. And we needed, see, and I just want to be transparent. We probably needed anywhere between twenty to 24000 for that first one, Carl. I think it was 24000 24000 And I think we did about 5000 in pre-orders. Yeah. Yeah. So we, le- le- legit, listen to me, legitimately, all of it was paid for, see? Every, I mean, the pre-orders paid for every single Book, man. And so then after that, see, the, the fans, the supporters had put us in a position where it was all profit after that. And so we were able to put money to the side. And they, and I'm talking about in about maybe eight months to 10 months, we had sold out of 10,000 copies.
2: And I'll add something real quick. See, one of the deep things for me about credit score is, and you build it long enough, your, your tribe is so forgiving to you, like even for, so I'm just going to use a practical example. When we first did the books, we did not have shipping together. I'll just be a hundred percent transparent. So, you know, some people took a week to get their books. Some people took two weeks, but I promise you, because the credit score was so strong, it was the weirdest thing for me. People oh, would people call or email it. almost apologetic to us. Like, I didn't mean to bother y'all, but I ordered like right. two weeks ago, I didn't get the book. And I'm like, what? Any anything i ordered i ain't get it in two weeks i'm about to kick a fuss you know what i'm saying but they were just right, like so course. like yo i ain't tripping y'all done so much for us i know i know y'all send in the book i just want to make sure y'all did it the, the time that y'all was sent on so that was crazy for me
0: yeah no and that's the credit score piece and then there's people out there now you wondering why won't nobody seed any money into your idea or seed any money into your book or whatever it is because you either a have bad credit or B have no credit at all, right? right? You haven't done anything. Right. You we actually anything. went out and did the work. Yeah. We built a demand yeah. for a book. Yeah. Why do you think we wrote the book? Because our supporters were telling us, can you please write a book? I want to support it. I want to read it. We want to know who you are. And so we wrote the secret to success, E's autobiography and built it straight off our credit score some of you have no credit score and some of you have bad credit. And I think that's one of the first things we understood is credit is the most important thing. So as we've been building this company throughout, never has there ever been a moment where we said, how can we get over on the people and make a couple extra? Absolutely. How can we, you know, sabotage the numbers to look like this or charge a little bit more for this or charge a little bit more for that. We have always, always, always tried to remain fair. We have always tried to remain exactly what it is that, that started off. You still see us doing TGIMs. You still see us in the, in the prisons and the high schools for free all day, every day, because we want to keep that credit score high. Cause that's what got us here in the first place. And some of y'all with no credit score, you haven't got started on an idea. You just as bad because no credit, you can't go get a house with no credit. Now, you can't get a house with bad credit either, but you definitely can't get it with no credit. You can't go up to them and say, hey, I want a $300,000 home. Well, let's look at your credit score. I don't have any credit. That's just as bad. So for those of you sitting back waiting on your ideas, holding your gifts hostage and not putting them out there, just know that your no credit score right now is almost equivalent to a bad credit score. Get out there and get going. Right. I mean, this is
1: this doesn't take rocket science. You just literally have to be who you say you are. Yeah, see, and I want to I want to see. I got a story. See, I got a story. See, (laughs) I got a story. See, because listen to me, for those of you who are listening, see and I are giving you the blueprint. You understand? We're giving you the blueprint. This ain't no popcorn. This ain't no cotton candy. We are giving you the blueprint. And when I tell you credit score see gonna remember as soon as i said see gonna be like ah e why didn't i think of that let me tell y'all something i remember when we first start blowing up on social media specifically instagram right twitter i remember people coming to us and saying yo they got this sweet hookup now you can buy followers (laughs) I remember when C came to me. C was like, yo, E, I don't know what you want to do. I don't really know what we should do, but I'm just telling you people been hit me up on this. I said, C, you already know how we get down. Let them know we are appreciative that they've reached out to us. We are appreciative because these were people in our, you know, our circle. You know what I'm saying? We was like, but I told C like, no way we won't pay for one follower. No way if we don't build it ourselves brick by brick by brick. We're not taking no shortcuts. we not taking no bribes. It may take us longer the route we doing it, but I promise y'all it may take longer. But when we do it the right way, I promise you, we're going to be around for the distance. We're going to be we gonna. And I promise you, there was people who was paying. There was people who were paying. And I know some of the people specifically. They was paying for followers. They were paying for stuff. And then I don't know what happened, but Instagram or either Twitter, one of them came out one yeah, day. I no, think it was
0: Instagram. It, they came through and cleaned house. They cleaned house. They said if, if uh, all the spam. 300,000 uh-huh. followers went straight down to uh, about 15. 10, 18. 10. See, ten. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. They had bought bad, all their people. Bro. They brought all the people. And the crazy thing is we didn't we lost I think we might have lost like five followers. Like Easily. Crazy accounts that I don't even know how they were following us. Easily. We hardly lost any. And it was any. cats who lost more than half of their
1: following and got exposed. It was people that was like followers. It was people that was like, Congratulations, you hit a hundred thousand. Congratulations, you hit two hundred and fifty thousand. Congratulations, you hit half a million. Congratulations, you hit a million. And when that came out, the million turned into like Four hundred ninety-five thousand. Uh, the five hundred uh, turned to hundred thousand. Sure
0: thank God for blessing me with this quarter million followers. Even though when you go through these joints, at 99 they,
1: percent, ghost of eggs, ghost. You know, yeah, so no, so that's absolutely. the that so that's the little stuff I'm talking about, guys. That what you do in the dark is gonna come out in the light. You know, and and, and specifically. You know, we're not saying that for any of us that what we, you know, the, all the mistakes we make, people going to see them. But we are saying is the ones that you do repeatedly and the ones you do not correct, the ones you try to pretend like don't exist, you know, and the, the ones you make out of malice. Yeah. yep. You know what I'm yep, saying? Like, there's yep. a difference. Like, yo,
0: we made mistakes. Don't get it twisted. We made tons of mistakes. Carl just told you we messed up on the shipping. Right. We have mad spelling yep. errors and grammatical errors in the book. People did not care. People were like, yo, we love y'all. We thank y'all for what you do. We know you care about us. And so those mistakes, while we definitely wanted to correct them and get better, they were not a death blow to us because they were never done in malice. And some of you, you you trying to snake people and you know you trying to snake people. You know, some of these network marketing companies, you here today, gone tomorrow, and you know you shut down because you're not doing it right. And the ones that are doing it right are the ones that continue to have Longevity and continue to have success. But these fly by night programs that come and go, they get shut down quickly because you're trying to get over people and you're trying to scam people. Well, I hope you made every dollar you could make and the and the government. Don't take it all because you will never build another program again because your name is sullied forever. Why? Yeah. Because you did that in malice.
1: That was not an honest mistake. And there's a difference. Yeah, no doubt, man. So make sure we just, I want to, I want to recap. We're talking credit score and we're not talking credit score in terms of just your financial portfolio. You know, we're talking about your credit score in terms of your character and don't get it twisted. What CJ is saying is there a group of you out there with no credit. Right, and that just yeah. Means that's that. I want to talk about that. Yeah. You don't don't, 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 right. don't rush right. over that. Right. Let's All let's right. let's yeah. literally yeah. get into those no, no. people yeah. because
0: those are the people yeah. that's making me the most frustrated yeah. right now at these conferences. Yeah, I let you say your piece. No, 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 no. Go for it, it. See,
1: no, no, go for it.
0: No, no, no. I, I no. Okay, so I want to talk about the people with no credit, right? And so. And and listen, it doesn't mean you're a bad person. That's right. Obviously, you know, when I say they're on even playing field, of course, I'd rather you have no credit than, you know, being ruined your credit or, you know, maliciously drove it into the ground. But for those of you who don't have a credit score, if I have to meet one more person, at a conference and I ask you what you do and you say, well, I'm about to get started in this uh, real estate company or I'm about to get, you know, I'm, I'm trying to be a speaker or I'm trying to get my, you know, consulting company off the ground. I'm sitting here like, what are you waiting for? Like, yo, get it out there. Literally use what you have and get started right now so you can start building your credit card. Like when I was in high school, right? My mom got me, opened up a credit line in my name. I didn't even know. I was 18, I think. I was a senior in high school. And my mom got a credit card for me and didn't tell me. And she would just start charging it and paying stuff on it. And so by the time I was old enough to really know how to work a credit card and how to be responsible, my mom handed me a credit card with a credit score that was out of this world. Why? Because she had been building my credit for me. But you have to get started. Even if you have to start small, start building your credit score. Now, when people go back and pull our credit report, they say, Man, y'all been doing, this the, what season is this? Is TGI, this 11 right, seasons in? Y'all going right. on 11 seasons? And some wow. of the seasons like, y'all been doing been. Since- yeah. Whoa, the first yeah. video went up in 2006? Yeah. Whoa, y'all been doing this for a minute. Like, this isn't something new. So our credit score is good. So when people come to us for opportunities, Dick Sporting Goods, and we'll play that commercial for you in a minute. They go back. Dick's called and said, hey, can you do a sample? And I said, Uh, no, we don't need to do a sample. Boom. And I sent them the NBA on TNT. I sent them the MLB, the ESPN voiceovers. And they yeah. were like, okay, got it. Yep, yeah. we didn't know the credit score was that high. Never yeah. mind. We don't need a sample. Can you please do the voiceover? But we had to get started in that process. You guys have an idea right now, and that idea is killing you and, and corrupting you because you're not doing anything with the idea. You got this great idea sitting in your head and it has yet to come to conception because you just sitting on it and you scared about making a mistake and you scared if it don't look right and you scared if people judge you on it. I'm telling you, man, get it out there. Execution is the name of the game. Everybody has a good idea. We could sit at a conference and just say, what's your idea? And we could come up with a million good ideas, yet very few people will be successful because very few people will even start to execute on that. I'm asking God, oh, okay, good. So you started up this company, you got your LLC? No, not yet, because I'm trying to figure out whether I should go with an S Corp or llc i'm like yo get started get going get the paperwork moving sometimes you just have to get it in motion and for those of you who've been sitting on those gifts and you know who you are you have to start getting it out there because
1: you're going to have to start building that credit score you 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 got to yeah and so i want to say those to bad credit like yo for real bro don't come at me like that you know don't come at me like et you think you better than me E.T., you know what I'm saying? You didn't made it up to the ranks and you supposed to come back down and help us. Man, don't come at me like that. You, you, this your fourth business. This your fifth business. You know that you done started and stopped and started and stopped and started and stopped. And now you on my head because I don't want to support you because oh, but this, this
0: the one, E. Oh, this come on. the one, E.
1: I'm like, I got it this time. Yeah, I know I bailed yeah, on the last three yeah, that I told yeah, you about, yeah. but this, you know, what I'm my saying? friend is the one. And, and then you calling me, see, and you telling me how much money you need for me to do what you doing. I'm like, bro, that, that's my business. If I give you that much money that you asking for, right. it's going to be my business. 000, I own it. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's my business. That ain't your business no more. You know, so man, I just, you know, for people who have, you know, call a best friend and a best friend's best friend. You didn't been through all your parents, all your family members at the family reunion and you didn't got them involved in the program that didn't work. Now you mad when you come back with the second or third one and don't nobody want to jump in it. Your credit is terrible. Your credit is terrible. You made me come out, change it. I didn't change my, uh, I didn't change either my phone or my cable. See, I didn't change my car title. I didn't change my gym shoe. Like you got me changing all this stuff and I did it for you because I believed in you. And you didn't follow through after 30 days. You didn't want to do it no more after six months. And you didn't particularly, you know, it was too hot outside or you got too many no's and you got discouraged and you quit on it and you gave up. Now you want to call me on the third one and make me believe that this is the one What the first two you bailed out on me. You took my money and you you quit. It didn't work out the way you said it was going to work out. So for those of you with bad credit, like I'm not tripping that you got bad credit because I had bad credit. Y'all heard me tell the story about how my girl helped me to get my credit together. But listen to me. Once I got my credit straight, I have not gone back to those same habits. You can't be mad at me because I gave you two, three chances and you blew it and now you want it. Don't nobody believe in me. Don't nobody trust me. Don't, don't be the victim. Don't be the victim. You gotta say, I screwed up my family. I'm the one made those phone calls and didn't come through. I was the one that opened this business and got everybody to support me, and I didn't follow through on it. You, you feel me? I went to college on my parents' back and didn't finish, and now my parents took out this loan, and they got to pay it back because they, you know what I'm saying, stuff getting repoed. You know what I'm saying? People's lives are stretched. They got to work double job, whatever. whatever you, Whatever commitment somebody made for you, and you had also made a commitment to them, and you didn't keep your part of the deal, and now you mad because people don't trust you. People don't Want to deal with you? People don't want to fool with you. No, you have to be honest and say, "I screw." I here. Here's the deal. See, can't nobody else mess up your credit but you. And if they do mess up your credit, you allow them to mess up your credit. So it's your credit, and you tore it down. And if it's gonna be built back up, step by step, brick by brick you're going to have to build it back up and you cannot be pissed if it takes six years you cannot be pissed if it takes 12 years you cannot be pissed if people don't want to support this next move you make it you cannot be pissed why because you made that bed and you gotta lie in it now can you build your credit score absolutely you can but once you tear it down you no longer have the right to say like it's out of your control at this point once you tear something down once you once you people see you as a liar, once people don't think that you have integrity anymore, it's not saying that they won't ever deal with you again. But what it is saying is it's on their terms now. It's no longer oh, yeah, on your no, terms. It's going to
0: take some time to build that credit back. Yeah, no, I can, I know cats still can't get a Best Buy car. You know what they did in college. You yep. know what I'm saying? Best yep. Buy, like, nope, we good. Mm-hmm. We good. Are you a grown man with a job, you probably make over a hundred thousand. Yeah. They're like, nope, we good. We good. You have to pay cash. Yeah. You remember when you yeah. were in college yeah. and you got a, a big screen and we never saw one payment. It's big screen TV. The you know what I'm saying? We never TV. saw one payment. I'm sorry. <laughs> so yeah, no, it's not up to you. But just like you, you know, just like you, you have to work to build bag credit. You can work to build your credit back up and you do those things by slowly executing executing on what you say you're going to execute on, right? Because like a lot of people talk and a lot of people you have these ideas and you wondering why people don't want to get on board. For real, you talk too much and you don't execute. You have yet to execute on one idea. You are the guy who sits around and the high is in talking about the idea, not the execution, right? We sat around, I promise y'all, I had the idea for the mixtapes. Nobody ever did that, right? We had the motivational speaking, the mixtapes. We're going to throw the hip-hop beats with it. From idea to conception, I'm talking about maybe a month, E, from the time that I was actually thinking about doing a mixtape to the time we actually released the mixtape was maybe a month's time to get everything done and get it out. Now, I did not know how the people were going to react. I didn't know what people were going to say, man, this is kind of corny. Why would you put a motivational speaker with... You know, uh Lil Wayne songs and you know, uh Wale. Why would why would you mix these together? It don't even sound right. This is corny, whatever. I didn't care though. I knew I had an idea that I thought was good and I was going to put it out to the world and see what happens. Five hundred thousand downloads later and the an album later that hit top of the charts, we found something. We went from idea and we actually got it done and it's out there. I told you we built the record label. The record label is profitable right this second. Off the Dr. Thomas album, we have literally turned a profit off of a record label and I know absolutely nothing about the music business. I want you to catch that. I know absolutely nothing about the music business and our record label is profitable because I had an idea and I was willing to work day and night to figure it out and figure out how it's going to go. I'm calling Carl. I'm calling E. We got teams looking out. We researching how to do it, how to get it started, who gets paid for what. And listen, we are now profitable on the record label. Why are you still sitting back trying to figure out what the name? your record Absolutely.
1: Label? Absolutely. So you, see? You,
0: this is how you build your credit. Yep. Right. You have to be, you, if you build it, see it through to the end. Right? Don't just quit start. He's absolutely right, man. You start and stop. And one day you selling insurance and the next day you yeah. in real estate and the next yeah. day you got a network marketing company yeah. and the next day, you know, you, you going, you back in school and you, you, you don't even believe in yourself. You don't even believe in your own credit. So how am I going to believe in it? Yeah. But you have to execute, guys. You have to, if you're going to start something, see it through to the end. Otherwise, shut up. Don't talk about it. Don't even let it leave your lips unless you plan on executing it. And those are the people who make it to the next level, the people who say, you know what? This is what I want to do. And boom, they make it happen. We said we were going to go overseas. Boom, we made it happen. We said we were going to do an album. Boom, we made it happen. We said we wanted to start touring in the U.S., doing our own tours, sponsoring it ourselves. Boom, we made it happen right just like we said uh, the voiceovers we said we wanted to do voiceovers boom we made it happen it wasn't perfect it was hard work me and e probably got into about 3 fist fights over the yeah, voiceovers but we made it work and easy now we got a three. commercial that's playing all over tv every day all day if you watch espn for 30 seconds you will see the commercial and e how how much trouble uh, was it for you at first uh, just going into the voiceovers i'm
1: embarrassed talking about it they weren't they weren't even in the room Oh, I, mean, I was talking,
0: I'm talking about y'all. You should have seen, you ain't, I, I rarely see E frustrated. I rarely see it. He's a positive dude. He got a positive spirit. But we, when we first started doing voiceovers, I was on his head. Nope, do it over. Nope, do it over. Nope, do it over. He like, see, you want to just come do the voiceover? Yeah, just come and do it. <laughs> like, bro, you know what I'm saying? You got you, the great idea. You just got to do, do it right. You
1: got the great idea. Go ahead and do it yourself.
0: Yep. So, yeah, let's do, Let let's play the TNT one. Then we'll come back and break that down and then yeah. we'll go into the dicks right, right, car you got the
1: tnt one ready every player can imagine himself winning they close their eyes they can see it that unbelievable play that last second shot they have dreams of greatness now imagine waking up and realizing the dream is no longer enough they want more That's change. It's realizing that a great dream is not as good as a great memory. The dream can be had by anyone. The memory must be made. For men who measure their lives in NBA seasons, change is the difference you see from game to game, quarter to quarter, second to second. it makes you see each season as the only season. The next ring as the only ring. I'm not fading into the shadows. I'm not going anywhere. We're going to be there again. Those are the guys who understand change. Who understand then versus now. The white hour, then uncertainty was his only certainty. Now, a chance for a place in history. The next, then the address was different. Now, new life with an old spirit. LeBron James, then the talk was what he can't do. Now, the talk is what can't he do. That's the power of change. When is the first time a player sees himself as a champion? If you think it's in the reflection of the trophy, you're dead wrong. He sees it the day when the dream is no longer enough. The day he decides to change.
0: All right, cool. So that was the TNT one. That was the first one we did Uh, on television, uh, like an actual one that we did for uh, TV. And and it sounds good. You know what I mean? Like, but it, it did take a while. But again, this is something we said we wanted to do. I'm trying to show you the credit score. We put it out there into the universe. We want to start doing these voiceovers. We talked about it. We did videos where we did our own voiceovers on YouTube. And then finally, boom, we got the opportunity and we executed on the opportunity. Now, me and E almost fell out, but we did get it done. right? Absolutely. And I'll be real with y'all. Let me tell you how you build a credit score. Maybe I hate when I have to give up too much of the real inside stuff, but I feel like y'all need to know this. TNT called me and they said, we got a few people we're looking at to do the intro to the NBA season, and Eric Thomas is one that came up on our list. How much does he charge? You know what I told him? I said, he charges absolutely nothing. And they were like, what? And I was like, nope, we don't charge anything for it. Why? Because we had never done it and I had Absolutely. not built a credit score on Absolutely. that yet. Now you're talking about coming and giving a keynote? Absolutely. I got a credit score for days, right? So I'm gonna charge you what I think he's worth yeah. with the keynotes. But I knew we had not done a professional voiceover yet. So I said to him, not only does it not cost anything, we will pay for his flight to Atlanta and we'll take care of all his hotel costs. Just, we just want the opportunity. He said, are you serious? I said, yes, sir. He said, done deal. Here's the contract. Boom. We signed the contract and he went down there. Notice how I didn't charge him because I had not built up a lick of credit in the space to be able to charge him anything for that. So I went down there. He came down there. Boom. He murdered the voiceover, took him a while, but he ended up doing it, you know, licking it. It went off great, came on TNT. Everybody loved it. We built the credit score. Did I charge the next person? You doggone Skippy, because I built up the credit score for that now. So now I can charge you what I know he's worth, because I have something for you to refer to. So when Dix called the other day and said, hey, we need a sample of your work. Do you think he could send us a quick voiceover on his phone? I said, no, 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 we don't do that. Please check our credit history, then call me back if That's you still right. want to use it. Right. I sent them That's the right. videos that we've done professionally for the voiceover. They checked over the credit history and said, how much would you like to charge for this voiceover? I said, okay, now we can talk. But, you, but notice how we had to build that credit
1: up, E. Yeah, unbelievable. I'm sorry. I'm sitting here listening to the story myself, and I'm, I'm sitting here listening as if I'm a rookie and saying, why in the world am I asking to get on stage with certain people? Why in the world am I asking, you know, for you to write me a forward when you don't even know who I am and what I've done? Why are you at? Why? Why are you saying we can collab, you know, on a project together? Why? Oh, because I'm saying? trying
0: to borrow credit. Right. Right. You right, see what I'm saying? You right. thinking if I co-sign you right. now, your credit score co-sign. rise because I've yeah, co-signed. You
1: co-sign. you. Yeah.
0: Uh, uh, but what happened is, because I don't know who you are, E, and I give you a piece of my credit and I co-sign on that car for you. And then you go run up the payments and, and don't pay it back. Guess what? Both of, both of our names are on that now. Yeah. Now we both got jacked up credit. So I can't let you borrow none of my credit. So no, I'm not going to do the forward on your book if I don't know you. Because y'all might do the forward on, on your book and talk about what a great guy you are. And the next thing you know, you getting in trouble for something, going to jail for something. And guess what? ET did your forward. So you trying to borrow other people's credit? No. Only person I'm looking to go and, and, and use credit with is somebody else who got a, a, a nice credit A1. score with me. You a feel one. me? Me and E can go in on credit score. We both over 800. Bet. We can get a ride together with, with the Escalade and the company name. Both. E and CJ on the car. I'm cool with that. Cause E over 800 credit score. But you got a 300 credit score trying to ask the dude with an 800 to co-sign you. No, no, no. Hey, it's not gonna happen. Somebody told me before. Your credit score yeah, is like a toothbrush. It's like a toothbrush. You don't toothbrush. let nobody use your nobody toothbrush. Nobody use it. Shout nobody out to Marcus Flowers. It. I should say his name for, you know what I'm saying? He's a friend of the squad. So. Shout out to Marcus Flowers, who once told me that your credit score is like a toothbrush. So, yeah, guys, that's that, that's what we are on. We are on build that credit score as an entrepreneur. I cannot tell you how important it is for you to build a credit score, guys. Literally, we did not charge anybody anything until we built a credit score. up, And now our credit score is at a maximum level. So when people call we charge a pretty penny for the stuff we do because we can show you the track record of where we said we were going to do it and how we executed and how well it came off. Look at the testimonial videos. Look at how people talked about the experience. Look at how the corporate companies are telling us we've gone to the next level because of your teachings. Look how the corporate companies are now joining Breathe University to get their staff involved because they know the kind of self Development that we're doing the kind of self-help that we're giving people and taking them to the next level We've built a credit score people are joining breathe university because you know our credits good You know if you get in breathe university We're gonna help you go to the next level because every time you pulled up our track record people are saying we grew And we went to the next level So we have a credit score in place if you have bad credit work on building it back It's just like going to the gym. You got out of shape you, you, you didn't got chunky. Absolutely. You know how to get back yeah. in shape. You yeah. go to the gym, you yeah. watch what you eat. Yeah. If you got bad credit right now, you know how you got ba- bad credit, right? You were making bad decisions. You were doing people wrong. If you want to get back in the good graces of good credit, you got to start doing right by people and you got to start executing on what you said you were going to execute on. And for those of you who have no credit at all, I need you to get started, get busy, start putting that stuff out into the atmosphere and you're going to go to the next level. Why do
1: you do this day after day? dedicating your life to the search for a few more feet a new move a hundredth of a second why would you put your career on hold and leave your family for weeks on end what could possibly be worth it why are you doing this to yourself but it's the deepest desire for something greater with an almost blind tolerance for physical pain that is what makes a team usa contender Because they all tell you the exact same thing. The chance to stand under the American flag and hear that anthem play and to know that you are inspiring millions is bigger than anything. So if you want to give up everything for the chance to have that medal hung around your neck, then we have got your back. Because you're the athletes we should be looking up to. And that's why we're honored to have you working with us.
0: Yeah, what they don't know is I'm setting you up for the 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 disney pixar you know what i mean i got a kid now and i'm seeing all these voices in in the shows and the disney movies and you know all the cartoons and stuff man and what i'm really hoping is you know to build the voice enough to the point where you can play like uh uh uh, uh mufasa on lion king too you know what i'm saying like i'm trying to get that yeah, james
1: earl no status on the voiceover no but
0: but this is how you no build doubt. that credit that right james this is how John. we continue to this
1: build this is cnn yeah, no doubt. Yep, yep. So I went in, guys. Let me tell y'all this, man. When I did the Dick's Boy, two things that, two takeaways. First, I went in with mad confident. I built my own personal credit score. I believed in me in a way that I didn't believe in me when I first started. My confidence was strong. And and it was funny because Carlton was like, yo, e, we can see your body language, like everything. And then here's the part that blew my mind the 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 individual that was the facilitator that you know um, he said to me yo e don't even worry about it we're not gonna have no challenges I was like I feel you but why do you say that he said man because I've studied you so much that I wrote this script in your voice and I was like mm. wow wow he should have
0: told me I wish I'd knew that before I charged you feel me you feel I might have right? been able to get a couple of extra dollars had I know you wrote it for e and e on me. you know what I'm saying
1: <laughs> so man I was just like the fact that and
0: for those of you who don't know when you talk about pressure So this is how it works. They don't just send us a script and then Carl and E record it. We actually have to go to a studio and then from New York or L.A., wherever the people are at that we're doing the voiceover from, they actually patch into the studio. And so they connect them into the studio. So the person in New York or L.A. is literally directing E's voiceover from a completely different state. And usually there's like three or four people in there and they all got ideas of what they're supposed to do. So it's not like we just do it and send it back and they send it back. They are literally like
1: not watching you, but no, listening to you, you live and in real yeah. time and telling you what they want. Absolutely. You talk, and so when you talk about pressure, I didn't feel any this time, you know, just because, you know, we had reps, we got our reps in, you know, so I was ready mm-hmm. to go. But even the credibility from the producer, like he knew who I was. He had listened to countless of hours, you know, a video, you know. So that's also important. Personal credit, you believing in you, but then the credit that comes from, you know, people following your work.
0: Absolutely, man. So with that, let's transition into the Ask ET segment, man. The world renowned, world famous Ask ET segment. And remember, today's podcast is being brought to you by Grip Work Gear. Check them out at gripworkgear.com. And remember, don't just grind for a day, grip for life. Our first question, man, actually, uh, this is the first in, in, in podcast history. I'm excited to share this moment, but, uh, rude boy Drew on Twitter wants to know, Carl, what is the gear you use for video creation and editing, hardware and software, followed by about five question marks and thanks.
2: <laughs> Got it. Hey, so real quick, depending on what you're doing, of course, he's speaking for, you know, an hour, hour and a half at a time most times. So we use the Panasonic series GH2, GH3, GH4 to shoot those because those are the only DSLRs currently that can run like a real video camera, like all the other cameras, the Canons, the Nikons actually stop at, you know, I think Canons 10 minutes. Um, Nikons go up to like 20 minutes. So for e-stuff, you know, primarily the Panasonic, but you know, the TGIMs, whatever, any camera can work because we're only shooting a couple of minutes with that. In terms of editing, we actually use a bit of everything. Some people on the team use Premiere. Um, and most of us are kind of going toward Premiere now just in the sense that it's that whole Adobe suite. So you got Photoshop, you know, you got After Effects, you got all that. And we use some of the other platforms and they work well together. So I actually primarily edit on Avid taught myself Final Cut Pro, but moved on to Avid and then kind of moving into Premiere more now. But the majority of our projects now we're using um, Premiere uh, with After Effects. So in a nutshell, but uh, hit me up. Um, just send me a message, at uh, com, and we could talk some more.
0: Uh, and now we'll get back into English, um, a language that I understand. <laughs> no I don't know what that was, <laughs> but I hope that answered your question. Uh, what AB thinks on Twitter wants to know, can I drive my team from Baltimore to Michigan State to attend the success series soon?
1: I didn't know if it was open to visitors. It's open to whoever want to, you know, drive down and come. You know, it's a public arena. It's a public venue. Uh, it's free. Uh, it's my way, uh, the organization's way of you know, giving back to the university, saying thank you, giving back to our community, you know, and saying thank you. Um, so without a doubt, any Tuesday you like to come out, uh, from seven or six thirty to seven, uh, we do the networking portion. And then from seven to eight sharp, uh, we do the speaking portion. So training and development. So, yeah, you know, any, any, any point you want to come down, please come down. I think the groundhog was on to something. The groundhog didn't say it wasn't going to be any winter, but it's a, a quicker spring. The spring will get here faster. And so I think uh, we're doing pretty good on the weather. So you don't have to worry about that. You know, so uh if you want to come, man, come on down. No
0: doubt. Check out the success series. Uh Gabriella, Gabriella in Seattle. This is an interesting one. She said, Thanks, E. T. for everything you do. You've taken my life to a whole nother level. Unfortunately, my boyfriend is stuck in the same spot. How do I get him to start grinding and taking action for his life?
1: Uh, years ago I met a Math uh, chair. <laughs> That's a
0: tough one. Don't break up no
1: happy home. No, no. Yeah. Years ago, I met with the chair of the uh, math department uh, at, I think, uh, South Carolina State University. We were on the plane together. Uh, this was years ago. Jalen was not even in school at that time. And I asked him, you know, what can I do, you know, for my son? What can I do to motivate him, inspire him and, you know, get him on the right path? And he, it was funny because he he switched the focus and say, this is not about your son and asking your son to do anything. This is about you. So if you want your son to be good in math, if you want him to read well, let him see you doing it. You model it and what he'll do because he loves you. He will follow you, you know, but you have to model it first. And so I would just say to you, don't waste a lot of energy on changing people uh, because you'll get frustrated. Uh, And I think that's a, that's not a a good use of time. I think you should continue to grind. You should continue to do uh, what you think is critical. And I tr- I trust me when I tell you if he really loves you then what he's going to do is as he's watching you grow uh, when I lose weight, my wife just comes out on the treadmill when I change my diet and get serious about it. She just happens to change her diet. You know, she pretty much follows all the positivity that I do. So just keep being positive. Keep grinding and doing what you're doing. And then that person's appointed time, they'll jump on board as well.
0: No doubt. Mark in the UK wants to know, E.T., when did you realize
1: you were blessed with the gift to speak? I'd probably say um, probably, uh, college. I'd probably say college. I was going to say high school because I got a chance to speak at this church once, and I thought I did a good job. But that's probably the inability to self-assess. I probably didn't do as well as I thought I did. I just was excited that I started it and I got through it. But in college, for sure, because people would embrace my like untraditional uh, approach. You know, people would request it one and then two people would talk about the impact it would have on them. And I knew that that's when I knew I was like, okay, I'm not just saying words. I'm just not out here, you know, speaking uh but people are saying that it impacted them, it made them want to go to school, made them want to change their life, you know, made them wanna, you know, go to church. You know, I don't know. But it was always an impact afterwards. Now not maybe not as large as it is today, but consistent I would say. No
0: doubt, man. And that's it for the Ask E T segment. Thanks so much for checking that out guys. And and thank you so much for sending your questions in. Remember you can uh send your questions in via Twitter. Just hit the hashtag Ask ET. Most of them on there are, are questions for the podcast, although some crazy stuff comes up sometimes, so I have to filter through those. Or you can send it to info at etinspires.com. We'll get it there. Or um just shout at us on the street when you see us, man. But uh real quick, before we wrap up, as always, I want to tell you guys about Breathe University, breatheuniversity.com. That is our online training school, man. That's where we really get to brass tacks. We're helping people with their businesses. We're helping people, you know, with their relationships, going to the next level in their marriage. We got some awesome things we're doing with our, our group text and our, our Facebook groups, our training modules, our calls every, uh, Thursday and Sunday night. We move the call to Thursday now, our entrepreneurship call. Where you're on the phone with me and we're talking about your business and talking about how to take yourself to the next level and really develop those tools and those skills to start building your credit. We talked to, you know, today a lot about how to build your credit. We'll actually go through some of the strategies that we used early on and, and give you some of those tips to how you can specifically build your business up. So if you want to connect with other people looking to go to the next level get more out of life, you know, in general spiritually, you know, mentally, physically. We got a Facebook group now where we're doing some Carl. What is it? We're doing some crazy challenges and and you can't break the chain. It's like how many people do we have in there? Maybe 100 people uh Carl doing the Facebook challenge.
2: Oh, we got yeah, a group of about 100 people now doing a, um a fitness challenge and it's just a daily like you got to do some kind of activity every single day. Don't break the chain. And we got 10 groups of about 10, and it's growing. I think we just added another group this week. Um, As people see it, you know, they're jumping on. Everybody's just trying to just, you know, take yeah, care of their Yeah, and the teams body, are competing man.
0: against each other. Listen, guys, we're doing some amazing things, I'm telling you. um, Breathe University, of all the things we're doing, is, is probably my favorite, man, just because we get to literally go in with the people. We get to have that connection with them. You know, they come out to the conferences and sit in the front row, you know, those are our people, man. So shout out to everybody in BU grinding, you know, everybody who's been on the calls lately. we just been having an amazing time, and the community continues to grow and get better. Listen, if you out there and you're saying, man, I'm I'm broke. I don't have a, a a whole lot of money to do it. I want to do it. We have dropped the package down to 19. We have a a starter package at $19. Uh, you can get in the $19 package and then move your way up. Uh, through the levels, however you want to do it. But for as low as $19, you can get access to keynotes that we do across the country. You can get access to the calls, all of those things. And it's some really exciting stuff we're doing. So we look forward to seeing you at BreatheUniversity.com. Check us out there. Also, man, shout out to everybody who's leaving those reviews on the podcast. That helps so much. I appreciate that you going on there and letting us know what you think. And Like I said, you've moved us into the new and noteworthy category on iTunes. So keep leaving those reviews. Go on there and, and tell us what you think. Give us your feedback. We have read through every single one of them, so it won't go unnoticed. Again, we thank you for that. And uh, before we get out of here, ET, go on and give us a nugget, bro.
1: Yeah, see, man, I'm, I'm heavy right now, man, on, you know, the emotional piece, man. Like, for real, guys, do yourself a huge, huge favor. Like, when you have a bad day, like, turn that bad day into a good day because you can't afford any days off. And one of the problems you guys make is like you don't value the days that you don't consider to be good days. Like if it's a good day, you all excited, chipper, geeked up, right? But if it's a, what you would consider to be a bad day, I remember students, phenomenal students at Michigan State University, break up with their girlfriend, break up with their boyfriend, you know, and they just out of it a whole week. See, whole week, no going to class, no doing the homework. Like they lost all their energy, like they mojo gone. And I'm like, bro, you just wasted a whole week. So whatever you were doing positively, you you, you just now divide that into your bad day and you brought your average down. So what we have to learn how to do is if it's a day that seems bad, get something from that day. There's so much positivity in that day. There's so much, man, you might laugh when I say this, see, but I promise you there are things that happened in my life that would seem negative, see. But when I go pray or when I go meditate, I can't, I can't explain it. See, but there's a level of intensity that I have when I have like a challenge and I pray harder, like the intensity is harder. See, I'm I'm thinking deeper and you know what ended up happening? An idea, see, that would never have happened if I had a good day, didn't emerge. See, but an idea that came to me because I was having, you know, more of a challenging day and I had to fight harder to get through that challenge. It actually from it emerged an idea or a, a, a nugget or, 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 or something, some thought that I'm like, yep, I'm ready to take it to the next level. And I also tell people, see, if I didn't have bad days, I wasn't homeless. I wasn't a high school dropout. If everything just worked out for me, do you think I would have this level of intensity? And it is this level of intensity, the, this horsepower that takes my car further and faster than another, a lot of other cars. So I just want to say to you, like, don't be so immature and don't say because it wasn't, you know, the sun wasn't out. It wasn't a perfect day that it wasn't a perfect day. No, sometimes a storm is a perfect day. Sometimes a challenge is a perfect day. Sometimes that thing that makes you uncomfortable, it makes you uncomfortable. It gets you off your butt. It make you think deeper. It aggravates you in a way where that pearl can come through, you know, or, or that diamond can come through. So don't look at bad days and just assume that they're bad, or when you're uncomfortable, that that's a bad thing. Take the bad days and and recycle those bad days. Get something from them. No
0: doubt, man. Thanks for that, Ian. Remember, guys, today's podcast was brought to you by Grip Work Gear. Check them out for some awesome workout gear at gripworkgear.com. You guys are great. Go to iTunes, leave us that review and we'll see you next week. That's my time.
1: I want you to focus on here right now. Don't you worry about when you get home. You make it, you concentrate on this opportunity. You don't worry about tomorrow. You concentrate on this opportunity.